Hello, this is Senator Bernie Sanders. I come to you today with a very important request. I need you to subscribe to the Buck and Dex podcast. These two have been a huge pain in my ass. They've been blowing up my Twitter and Instagram asking for an interview. The only way I could get them to stop was to record this message. So, again, this is Senator Bernie Sanders asking you to help me get these morons off my back and subscribe to their podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you. The podcast is brought to you today by Michael Bowen and the Bowen team of Waterstone Mortgage. If you are even remotely thinking about buying a house or refining a house, I've got to tell you, now is the absolute right time. The Fed cut the interest rates by half a percent, and I don't think we've seen rates this low in a long time. I digress. The reason why I bring that up is because Michael Bowen is my Yoda when it comes to mortgages, all right? This guy knows everything that there possibly is to know about mortgages. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, whether you're moving up, whether you're downsizing, whether you're buying a luxury property, it doesn't matter. You gotta call Michael Bowen. This guy is super legit and he's, he's my go-to guy. You can reach Michael at 505-259-8326, 505-259-8326. Call Michael Bowen today at Waterstone Mortgage, 505-259-8326, NMLS number 214602. The podcast is also brought to you by our friends over at Pure Life. Pure Life is a medical cannabis company. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I said it, medical cannabis. These guys have everything you could possibly think of. They have flour, they have pre-rolls, they have vaporizers, concentrates, edible tinctures. They even have swag. If you wanted to get like a Pure Life ball cap or hoodie or sweatshirt or something, you could totally do it there. But here's the deal. Pure Life is the largest producing cannabis company in the state of New Mexico. These guys carry more strains than any other cannabis company in the state. I mean, just to name a few, they've got a Cluster Funk Indica, they've got Cotton Candy, Healing Haze, they've got the Platinum Kush. These guys have everything under the sun that you can probably think of. Best thing that I saw about Pure Life while we were there recording a podcast was the way that they interact with their patients. The bud tenders took time to get to know the patients, they talked to them, they figured out what they need and they helped them. And that's what you need when you go to a medical cannabis store. You need somebody who's going to actually give a shit about you and just not try to rush you out the door. Check these guys out online, purelifenm.com. Make sure to tell them Buck and Dex sent you in for the Buck and Dex podcast deal. And finally, the podcast is brought to you by Unleashed Sports Nutrition, Corey and Jen from Unleashed Sports Nutrition over on the corner of Southern Unser and Rio Rancho, man. These guys have helped me out so much. Not only are they helping me, but they're helping Dex. Dex is going into the Fire Academy. He's going to be a firefighter. I've been on this health kick since last July, losing weight, building muscle. Corey and Jen got me set up. They hooked us up with some BCAAs, which are some kind of amino acids. They gave us pre-workout stuff, post-workout stuff. And I think the linchpin for me working with these guys is the protein powder that they carry. It's the Intec Evolution Powder. It doesn't make you feel gassy. It doesn't make you feel bloated. Every morning for breakfast, what I've had for breakfast for the past eight, nine months, I have 16 ounces of almond milk. I have a cup of blueberries, a banana, and I have two scoops of the Intec Protein Powder. It's like over 60 grams of protein that I get just starting off the day. And I gotta tell you, 
I feel fantastic. I don't get hungry until like one, two o'clock in the afternoon. I feel amazing. I've lost weight. I've gained muscle. If you go over and spend 20 or 30 minutes with Corey, he will get you dialed into the program that you need. So go over, check them out. Unleash Sports Nutrition. It's the corner of Southern and Unser and Rio Rancho with a new store coming to the Windrock Town Center this spring. Make sure to tell them Buck and Dex sent you for the podcast deal. Now, let's hop into the podcast. And now, now, without further ado, let me hear it. It's the Buck and Dex show. This is a stupid show. What are you doing over there under your blanket? It's my phone. <laughs> you don't need your phone. Seriously. We're recording our podcast. This might be, I'm taking this blanket with me, by the way. This comforter. <laughs> it's so nice. I can't believe you come down here and you're like, it's kind of chilly. Do you have a blankie? It's freezing down here in your bomb shelter. It's not freezing. Yeah, it is. It's nice and comfortable. Did that thing just shut off over there? Yeah, I turned it off. I said, this comforter is so big, I lost my phone. I can't even find it. <laughs> it's really nice, though. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. Buck and Dex here. We're back. We were off for about two weeks and... uh yeah. You had some stuff you had to take care of, some family stuff. And then last week, I had scheduled to have Jotham from Bosky Brewing come over. And he's actually on his way over now. He'll be here uh, in like 20 minutes. But um, Ryan Williams, the pastor from my church, was actually going to fill in for you. Oh, really? I figured it would be good to have like an Aussie on here if we were going to be talking about beer. Yeah. And in uh, that morning... That's when Sophie had that seizure. Yeah. So I just like sent everybody a text and I was like, we are off. Yeah. So tell everybody what happened because you called me and you were in tears, man. I mean, as any father that sees their, their kid go through something like that, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, I mean, I've led a pretty, you know me, you know my history, you know my past. Sure. And I've been involved in some pretty weird scary situations and that's the most frightened i've ever been in my life yeah absolutely yeah. yeah as a parent if you're not a parent uh it's you're not gonna understand this but that you nailed it it's, until you're a parent something happens to your kid it is the most it's the scariest thing ever yeah because so it's like you don't have any control because you're their protector and then if something happens to them you can't do anything. Yeah, it's one thing. I mean, like, you know, your kid falls and hits his head and busts his head open. You know, it's like, okay, you can apply pressure and take them to the hospital. Sure. You know, you're going to get them stitched up and everything's going to be fine or a broken bone or whatever. But something like this was just, man, it was so weird. So, yeah, so that morning I woke up. I woke up at about 6.30, 6.45 and, you know... Kind of do what I do every morning and lay in bed and I just read or whatever. And um, I got up at seven and I went out and Ellen and Sophie were awake. And I guess they had gotten up when Sarah got up that morning for work. So they got up at like 4.45 and they both had been up since 4.45. Well, Sophie was sitting on the couch and she was under an electric blanket and it was turned on high. So... um. You know, I just tell him, I'm like, hey, you guys got to start getting ready for school and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I went, took a shower, came back. It's like 7.30-ish and nobody's dressed. So I take, I'm like, hey, everybody, let's get dressed. So Ella gets up, Cash gets up. You know, I get them dressed, get them ready, pack their lunches, brush their teeth, all that stuff. 
and I come back and it's a few minutes until eight and Sophie is still sitting there and I'm like, Sophie, you got to get up. We got to get ready for school. And she says, dad, I'm tired. Yeah. And I was like, well, I was like, you got up really early, you know, you're going to be okay. Let's get up and let's start getting ready. And got her out from under the blanket and the timeline from when she got up off the couch from under the, the electric blanket until the time she had the seizure was probably about three minutes. And um, so she gets up and she gets out from under the blanket and she's standing there and it's maybe 30 seconds and she starts dry heaving. Yeah. And I said, Sophie, let's go in the bathroom if you're going to get sick. So she goes in the bathroom. She comes out like, you know, maybe 30, 45 seconds later. And, you know, she looks tired. And, you know, we're talking as we're walking into the dining room because that's where Sarah puts their clothes out at night for school. And she's like, Dad, I'm tired. And I'm like, you're going to be okay. I was like, you have a short day today. You get out at 12. Let's go and, you know, we'll go to Target or something and buy you a calico critter after school, you and your sister. And she's, you know, she's okay. And I kneel down with her and I start to, I put her shirt on. And I turn her around to start buttoning it up. And she kind of looks at me and she gets this weird look in her eye. And she just kind of like stumbles back a little bit. And so I grabbed her and, you know, she just made this weird noise, this weird kind of guttural noise. And then she just fully fell out oh my God. and started convulsing. Like it was, it was like you, it's, I can't remember what they call them now, but it's, it's, um, they used to be called grand mal seizures. Yeah. And I, they call them something different now. Um, but she full on started seizing, man. It was like... Uh, How long? Um, it probably lasted for about a minute. Oh, jeez. Longest minute of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And she, this happens and she's, she's like seizing, like her arms are, you know, her hands are all contorted and they're pulled up by her body and her eyes are blinking and she's just like full on convulsing. And Ella was standing there and she's like, dad, what's wrong with Sophie? And I was like, go get my phone. It's on the couch. Go get my phone. It's an emergency. And so she goes and gets my phone and I call EMS and I'm maybe on the phone for 30 seconds, maybe on the phone for 30 seconds. And, uh, I get off the phone and then, um, and then I was like, you know, Ella, let's pray for Sophie, you know? So we're praying for Sophie. And I just tell, I was like, this is, the best thing you can do right now is like, just keep praying for Sophie. Yeah. And, uh, I sent Sarah a text message and she called me right away. And, uh, you know, it lasted for about a minute. And then for like the next two minutes, she wasn't convulsing anymore, but she was out of it. Like, uh, like when I say out of it, I mean, she was, uh, she wasn't convulsing anymore, but she was still in the seizure, but just not convulsing. And that lasted for about two minutes where, she just sat there and her eyes were kind of like opening and closing and, and, um, and, uh, you know, I was talking to her, I was making sure she was still breathing, you know, like face wasn't turning blue and, and, uh, making sure she wasn't choking on anything. And, you know, the whole time I just had my hand under her head yeah, and my, my other hand on my uh, right hand under her head, my left hand on her chest and was just holding her and, uh, you know, she seemed to be okay, you know, like she's breathing, you know, wasn't choking on anything. And so, um, you know, the paramedics got here pretty quick, uh, EMS did. 
so the fire department showed up an albuquerque ambulance and um they uh you know they started working on her and she was out i mean you know just just well went to sleep just she was literally snoring wow yeah Yeah. like everybody was there they were working on her they pricked her finger checked her blood sugar you know doing all that stuff and she was just totally unconscious during the whole thing and uh she wouldn't even wake up when you pricked her finger no wow no man and uh, the way I was sitting, too, it's funny. I understand why you guys have to do what you have to do now, you know, going into the fire academy yeah. because I'm sitting there and I'm holding her. And they're like, all right, we need to get up and put her in a bed. Dad, do you want to pick her up and put her in the in the gurney bed? And I'm like, yeah. And so I'm standing and I'm sitting in such a weird way, like my, my I'm sitting like kind of almost crisscross applesauce. Yeah. And, uh, and one of the firemen comes behind me and I just feel these arms come under my arms and the dude just like lifts me straight up. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's why you guys have to do that. So, um, but yeah, they were all really cool. And, and, uh, but we took her down to the ER and, uh, I've never experienced that before, you know, so I don't know what to do. And I mean, I know what to do now. And I basically did what I was supposed to do pretty much, but, um, you know, taking her down to the er sarah's back by then i mean she got home pretty quickly and uh and she rode down with her and then my brother-in-law gary came over he was over here really quickly and uh watched the kids and i just hauled ass down there to the er and started reading about um you know seizures like what causes seizures and and they have a seizure called a febrile seizure and that's a fever induced seizure and um they say that the body temperature has to be above 100.4 in order for that to happen. And when probably it, the electric blanket, she was just raised that temperature up a lot. That's, that's what I think, you know, the, she saw a P uh, not a PA, but a nurse practitioner down at the emergency room. And I guess the, the NP called the peds neurologist and the neurologist told him that they didn't think it was a febrile seizure, but it's like, you know, her body temperature was 102 or 101 point something, like almost 102. Yeah. When EMS got here, when she got to the ER, she was still over 101. She was like 101.5. Yeah. And um, so that was kind of my thought was maybe that's what it is. Yeah. And I tried to get her into my doc that same day for a follow-up because they can't order an EEG from the emergency room. So I was like bound and determined to get her seen that day. So I found a doctor at press over in Rio Rancho who could see her that day and took took her over and just kind of laid the story out the way I just told it to you. <clears throat> and um, he was kind of of the opinion that it was probably the drastic change in her body temperature going out from under that blanket Yeah. until, you know, because I mean, like I said, everything happened within like, three minutes of her getting out from under that blanket. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what I think it is. And I mean, that would be the best possible scenario in this is, right. is that, uh, yeah, uh, that's what caused it. So, yeah, let's see. Yeah. Let's pray to God that that doesn't ever happen again. You know? Yeah. Y- you know, well, and it's funny, man. I mean, like I've had a ton of people like that note that I posted on Facebook the day that we were going to record, I've had a ton of people reach out and they're like, Hey man, my child had one seizure in their life, you know? And there have been so many people where that happens, where it's yeah. just like, it's a kind of a one and done thing. It's an isolated thing. So, so I'm really hoping that's what it is yeah. because so it sounds like, yeah. yeah, because it was, it was terrifying. Oh man, I mean, I just absolutely imagine. terrifying. How old is she? 
She's six. Six years old. Jeez, man. Ugh, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, it was before, it was the last time we uh, recorded, your girls were up in the living room at the little table you built for them yeah. in, the, in, in the living room. And, and uh, I walked over there because I hadn't seen them in a while. And I'm like, hey, what's up, girls? And they just looked at me with this weird look on their face. And they go, who are you? <laughs> 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 Daddy's taught them well. Muckle Dex, all right? <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm not. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, man, that's great, though. I'm glad she's okay now. Yeah, yeah. So she still has to go in, and I just found out yesterday uh, what I need to do to get her that EEG where they go and measure her brain activity yeah. or something. So so we'll do that this week. But, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty scary week last week, man. Yeah, for, for both sure. of us. You know, I can't talk about... You know, a lot of the details that happen in, in my situation, but um, I spent some time with my kids and and probably had one of the best weeks of, you know, I, I can't even remember the last time I had such a great week with my kids, you know? Yeah. Just, you know, my kids are teenagers now. My daughter turned 16 today. Um, Jaden does. Caleb's 18. And then Landon's, uh, he's 14. So, um. They're uh they're a lot of fun right now, you know. We we played a lot of Monopoly. Yeah. Um Caleb just kicks everybody's ass in Monopoly still. Does he cheat? No, he doesn't cheat. Are you um sure? yeah, no. I was watching him pretty close. <laughs> um Lando, he's uh he's a he's a he's a poor loser. He doesn't do well with losing. Um and uh no, we just we ate a lot together, played Monopoly, went bowling a few times. And uh, just enjoyed each other, so things are good with the with the kids, which is yeah exactly how I want it to be. Yeah, you've had a. I mean, everybody knows at this point you've been divorced, yeah. and you know, it's, divorces aren't easy. No, you know they're not easy, and you are really just people understand you're just coming out of this right now. Yeah, and you know it's been pretty hairy for you. So yeah, um super glad that uh yeah no things are things are things are really good you know it's it's yeah it's it's hard it's hard not to talk about what's going on because there's some pretty crazy things happening in my life and i've always felt like i've always been the type of person that wants to share that stuff with everybody but at the same time i want to respect my family too you know and yeah want to make sure that and I don't want to ever put them or make them feel uncomfortable, you know? So, yeah. um, no, yeah. that makes sense, man. I mean, yeah, you know, we don't have to talk about everything. So. No, but th- I just want to say thanks to everybody <clears throat> in the fucking Dex Army. They, same thing, lots of support, people reaching out, prayers. I'm all about it. So thank you. It, yeah. It's so encouraging. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, when, uh, I think, uh, being a Christian dude, you know, it's like, it's funny because that day I was sitting there, you know, after, um, after everything happened, Sophie's back and I'm by myself in the living room and Sarah's mom got her this book and she made this book with all these photos of like me and Sarah and the kids and stuff. And, and on the cover of the book, it said something like, um, it says something like you're exactly where God wants you, you know, for right now for his divine plan. Mm. And I was sitting there and I was looking at it and I was like, this plan seems pretty stupid right now. Yeah, for real. Know? Yeah. You know, but uh yeah. I, I think one of the one of the cool things that came out of this was 
just having Ella there. You know, Sophie doesn't remember anything that happened. And Cash was just like running around with his iPad, like sure he doesn't. He doesn't. Know, he's it. like, what? Like Peppa Pig, put yeah. Peppa Pig on my iPad, you know. <laughs> and uh, but I think I think the cool thing that came out of this was, you know, with Ella, I got to uh, you know I got to pray for Sophie right then, <clears throat> and then just you know talk to Ella about you know listen, when you're in a situation like this, you know what did Daddy do? Daddy called, you know, Daddy called for help. We called nine one one, and then we you know we just started praying for Sophie because yeah. that's important. So so I was glad that you know. I, I guess I'm trying to find the silver lining to this cloud. No, you know, and it, I think that's probably what it was. And that's the thing, you know, through, through all of my garbage that I've been through for, for I don't know, for years now, it's, I, I look back and I'm, and I just, I just remember feeling like this is never going to get better. I'm never going to see my kids. Cause you know, a little bit, I can say, you know, I had, a, I had a falling out with the kids, you know, and, and, uh, they didn't want anything to do with me. They didn't want to talk to me. And, um, that was the scariest. It was just the, it was as a father, just always being there with his kids to not be in there with his kids is awful. It's devastating. So if you're out there right now and you're in that situation, um, you know, mom or dad, it, you just have to hang in there. You have to just continue to just move forward with your life and just reach out to your kids the best you can. And if they don't want anything to do with you, you just keep pursuing them, keep pursuing them. Don't give up because eventually everybody said it. They'll come around. They'll come around. And guess what? They come around. Yeah. No, I remember telling you that specifically. Like, you know what? They're at the age now where they're going to start realizing things on their own and they're not going to have to depend on anybody to tell them what's going on. Yeah. And they'll be able to see for themselves. So, well, uh, the hardest thing as a parent is um, these are the most. This is the most precious time. Yeah, you don't ever want to lose. It's a all moment with. Them. Yeah, it's all precious, man. I mean, yeah. So when you don't have that, and you're sitting there going, "I'm never going to get this time back with my kids," you know, that's that's priceless time. And so you get angry and you get bitter and you just. It's easy to get depressed and. Yeah. Thank God I threw myself into working out and running because I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I'd yeah. be 300 pounds. A new era has begun. The podcast is brought to you today by Michael Bowen and the Bowen team of Waterstone Mortgage. If you are even remotely thinking about buying a house or refining a house, I've got to tell you, now is the absolute right time. The Fed cut the interest rates by half a percent, and I don't think we've seen rates this low in a long time. I digress. The reason why I bring that up is because Michael Bowen is my Yoda when it comes to mortgages, all right? This guy knows everything that there possibly is to know about mortgages. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, whether you're moving up, whether you're downsizing, whether you're buying a luxury property, it doesn't matter. You got to call Michael Bowen. This guy is super legit, and he's, he's my go-to guy. You can reach Michael at 505-259-8326, 505-259-8326. Call Michael Bowen today at Waterstone Mortgage, 505-259-8326, NMLS number 214602. The podcast is also brought to you by our friends over at Pure Life. Pure Life is a medical cannabis company. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I said it, medical cannabis. These guys have everything you could possibly think of. They have flour, they have pre-rolls, they have vaporizers, concentrates, edible tinctures. 
They even have swag. If you wanted to get like a Pure Life ball cap or hoodie or sweatshirt or something, you could totally do it there. But here's the deal. Pure Life is the largest producing cannabis company in the state of New Mexico. These guys carry more strains than any other cannabis company in the state. I mean, just to name a few, they've got a Cluster Funk Indica, they've got Cotton Candy, Healing Haze, they've got the Platinum Kush. These guys have everything under the sun that you can probably think of. Best thing that I saw about Pure Life while we were there recording a podcast was the way that they interact with their patients. The bud tenders took time to get to know the patients. They talked to them. They figured out what they need and they helped them. And that's what you need when you go to a medical cannabis store. You need somebody who's going to actually give a shit about you and just not try to rush you out the door. Check these guys out online, purelifenm.com. Make sure to tell them Buck and Dex sent you in for the Buck and Dex podcast deal. The podcast is also brought to you by Sandia BMW Motorcycles. Sandia BMW Motorcycles is basically the go-to place when you want a really super cool bike. I'm not sure if you've heard about the new BMW Superbike. It's the S1000RR. This bike, 205 horsepower. 205 horsepower. Absolutely ridiculous. If you want a touring bike, they've got the R1250 RT, and they've got the K1600. New Mexico is ideal for a person that likes to get out and ride. We've got a lot of open spaces, a lot of trails. You could do some adventure riding. You could do some road riding. You could do some mountain riding, all kinds of stuff. And you've got to go to the pros over at Sandia BMW Motorcycles. These guys are located at 6001 Pan American Freeway. If you wanted to set up a test ride, you need to call them at 866-872-5632. That's 866-872-5632. Sandia BMW Motorcycles, not for everybody, but for everywhere. You got to make life a ride. Go check those guys out. Our newest sponsor to the podcast, Total Betty Donuts. Check these guys out online, totalbettydonuts.com. You can find them on Instagram too, at Total Betty Donuts. They're located at 7634 Louisiana Boulevard. I actually stopped by a couple of weeks ago before, you know, when I was meeting these guys and just kind of wanted to see what they were all about. Total Betty Donuts, they kind of specialize in these made-to-order mini donuts. They have over 26 flavors. When I went over and visited them, they actually made me a little box of six mini donuts. I wanted to buy some and try it out before we took an endorsement from them because you have to like the product. And I brought these home to my kids. They actually made these little mini unicorn donuts. They were cuter than hell. The kids loved them. I tried one. They were amazing. They've got custom mini donuts for birthdays, baby showers, corporate events, bridal showers, weddings, etc. And they also carry coffee. Now, if you want to have like a super special cup of coffee, like you want to impress a girl, have them 3D print something to put on the foam for the coffee. They actually do that there. And they offer fair trade organic espresso, locally roasted, and they only pull quad shots. They're open daily. Check them out, totalbettydonuts.com. They're open seven days a week. Make sure you check them out, Total Betty Donuts. And make sure to tell them Buck and Dex sent you so you get the Buck and Dex podcast deal. The following program contains material not suitable for children. There is absolutely nothing inappropriate about my program. Due to the graphic nature of today's show, parental guidance is strongly suggested. This is not a kid's environment. Clean up your act. Yeah, so I'm very, uh, very fortunate that I hung in there the best I could, you know, and just pushed through those hard times. And if you're out there and you're in that situation with... Uh, not being able to see your kids, just keep keep pursuing them. Keep loving them the best you can, even if they don't want anything to do with you. And, you know, that the hardest part was thinking that 
because everybody was telling me um, they'll come around. It might not be today, but it, it, someday they'll come around. And then in your mind, you're going someday. Well, what? That could be a year, two years, three years, four years. Doesn't matter. You know, you just keep pushing through and uh, hopefully that comes sooner than later, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, um, again, thanks everybody for all the, you know, the the prayers and support. We got all the emails and the messages and stuff and you guys were awesome. So thanks for bearing with us. And now we can kind of somewhat get back to normal life. Right. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Maybe welcome our guest in. Yes, let's welcome our guest. Jotham, what's up, brother? How's it going, man? How do you pronounce your last name? McNovich. McNovich. Yeah. Jotham. Actually, so uh, I tried to teach Siri one time how to say my last name. How'd it work out? It didn't go so well. I said, said, can I teach you my last name? She said, yeah, go for it. So I said, uh, it's McNovich. And she writes on the screen, McNovich. And then, she, and then she writes, and then she writes, I'll pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> That's awesome. So Siri's a little sensitive, I guess. So are you the owner of Bosque or you run it? What, what is, what do you do? Yeah, I'm one of the owners. Um, okay. We've got a, an ownership group that's uh, six people and um, I'm the chief development officer, which basically means I open tap rooms. Nice. So from start to finish, I just kind of put them into planning and then get them open and yeah. Once they once they're open, then I get to hand them off to the operations team and yeah. move on to the next one. Yeah. So I met you, I think maybe in like 2011, yeah. when you were just first starting to think about doing this, and uh, I think it was 2011, either 11 or 12 or something like that. And sounds right. We opened in in October of 12. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it was 12. But I had met you and you were talking about wanting to do this brewery thing, and I was like, okay. You know, I mean, because at the time, I think you were, were you working at a church? Yeah, I was the music director at a church. Okay. Yeah. So you were doing that and you were like, yeah, I'm going to do this, uh, I'm going to do this brewery thing. And I was like, okay, cool, <laughs> cool. And now look at you. I well, mean, that was kind of the reaction that most people had. They're like, oh, really? Oh, that's cute. Opening yeah. a brewery. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did, uh, how did a lot of the people at church deal with you going and working with beer and opening up a tap room? So the church that I was a part of uh, is still going. It's called New City Church. Okay. Yeah. And um, I actually helped plant plant that church yeah. back in 2010, I think it was. Um, so I was real upfront with the pastor when, we, when he came in. I was like, hey, listen, I'm going to be starting a brewery at some point. And he was like, well, or what did he, what did he say? I can't remember what he said. It was, it was funny though, but... Um, it was whenever there was another tenant moving in. He was like, "Listen, you you guys can sell alcohol in this in this place if you carry Bosky beer." Yeah. He's just joking with it. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, this guy was totally cool with it. He's like, "Yeah, man, of course, let's 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 do it." So cool. He didn't care at all. Yeah, no, and it's awesome. actually been fun as part of the culture of our church. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Great. You're yeah. still there doing leading worship. No, I'm not leading worship anymore. I I stopped doing that whenever it got too busy at, at Bosky. But um, my brother's the music director over there now. Yeah. And so I still play on a regular basis. I usually probably play once a once a month and just play bass now and yeah. kind of help back up. But yeah, I'm still there. We're going to have our 10-year anniversary this Easter. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So what do you think, man? Is this uh was this a good decision to start a brewery? We any regrets? Uh no, no regrets. A lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah. It was just so much more work than I ever thought. Yeah. It really would be, you know? And so it's funny cuz like you were saying that you we're like, oh, that's cool. You're going to open a brewery. Well, a lot of people come to me now and they're like, well, did you ever anticipate this, that it would grow to be what it is? And I said, well, yeah. Cause like in my mind, I wanted to be the next new Belgium. 
that's what the whole point was. Sure. But then that was super naive. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I had no idea how much it was going to take for us to actually even accomplish what we've done so far. And yeah. so, you know, we're not even close to that goal of being the next new Belgium. And Yeah, but I mean, you look at those companies and they've been around for a long time. I mean, right. people yeah. get into certain industries and they think that they can just, you know, take off. And I mean, it was the same way for me when I got into real estate, yeah. you know, because I got my real estate license while we were still on the air. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was just going to dive in and make, you know, a million dollars. What was that, like 2012? It was 12, yeah. yeah. And I thought I was just going to dive in and it was just going to be super easy. And it's like, it takes so much work yeah. to to get to a, a certain level of success. Yeah. And and it's been the same way with the bars, too, because I have a, I'm a partner in some bars downtown. I've been to Founders before. Yeah, yeah. And I mean... I used to work with Elijah back in the day. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. He's a cool dude. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. He's a good guy. But I mean, it's like, you know, it's still, I mean, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot if of work. If you want to be successful in anything, it's a grind. Yeah. I mean, you have to put the work. You in. have to. And so I came from commercial real estate before I was doing the church. I was a commercial real estate appraiser. And so I interacted with a lot of different brokers. Were you really? Yeah. Dude, I did not know that. I need your help with so much stuff right now. <laughs> yeah, man, I can, I can. Seriously, I had no idea that you did that. Yeah, let's talk about it. Oh, yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. sure. But I mean, I saw a lot of those brokers too. And I mean, just grinding it out from the very beginning. And the ones that were really successful had been doing it for yeah. years and had all the contacts and had all the um, all the tricks. And they, they've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Well, they put the work in. Yeah, they put the work in. And that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. So when you started this out, um, how many, because I mean, we have so many breweries now right? in in New Mexico, you know, we're kind of one of those craft beer hubs at this point. Yeah. How many breweries were around when you guys started? So there was Marble. Mm -hmm. They were around. La Cumbre was around, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And who else? Santa Fe Brewing Company. Santa Fe Tractor. Tractor was there and um, Sierra Blanca. Uh-huh. And then I think Nexus had opened just before we did also. So there were really like six or seven in town when you guys launched. Right. It was pretty small. Yeah. And then um, after we opened, I don't think there was another one that opened for 18 months, which I think was a uh, boxing bear. Mm-hmm. And then that was kind of like the start of when everybody started kind of jumping into the market. And I think there's probably not, not like somewhere between like 40 and 50 breweries Jeez. in Albuquerque right now. Yeah. Wow. Not to mention the state. But and they're like, still popping up everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yesterday I had a meeting at a, at the new B2B over on Comanche, mm-hmm. Comanche, Wyoming-ish. I just saw that one. Yeah. I didn't and know it was there. They brew beer in there now. Wow. Really? Yeah. They oh. have a brewery set up in there. They're brewing beer in there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Boxing Bear, they just opened up a brewery up on Tramway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah. How many have closed since you've. (laughs) Because I know a bunch have, because we had Leah Black on. Yeah. uh, You know, probably a month ago. And she's with the New Mexico Brewers Guild. Mm -hmm. They're like CrossFit gyms, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Popping up everywhere. You you know, that's a great idea. Yeah. A CrossFit gym slash brewery so no shit i actually had somebody approach us and say really? hey can we can we do a tap room inside of our crossfit gym and, and i was like maybe we started talking it out the economics didn't work but it was honestly it's a that, cool idea I mean, yeah cool idea but at the same time those crossfit people most of them are pretty paranoid and they're freaks when it comes to their body yeah and like, definitely i don't know if a, a beer beers whew Man, it's it wrecks me, man. I don't know if I can have two beers and I'm just 
done. You Seriously? know? Seriously. Done? Two beers, two craft beers puts me <laughs> out, man. I think I've developed maybe an unhealthy tolerance for yeah, it at this probably, point. So. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Two yeah. two's okay for me. Yeah, yeah. And thank God I've been working out, you know, because that's that that is a good thing, you know, when you're working out. I mean, you can you can enjoy stuff like that. But if you're not, man, you can pack that weight on pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I did, man, for a long time. I I just was not eating healthy and, you know, yeah. drinking a lot of beer and that kind of stuff. And I got up pretty heavy to 217 back in, uh, uh, in 2017 and yeah. finally starting to come back down. I think I just hit below 200 the other day. Yeah. Oh, wow. Finally. But that's because of working out. I started doing CrossFit a while yeah, back yeah. and then I had to quit cause I severed a tendon in my finger and I had to take a big old break off of that. And then now I'm, I got a gym at my, at my office. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to use this thing. And yeah. so I've been doing that for about three or four months and, so Much how many better. how many uh, how many tap rooms do you guys have? Because I know you have the big. I, I don't want to know if it's like your mothership or whatever, but in Bernalillo, you have that awesome. I love place that. right on I've the been river. Been there once, and the food was so good. It's a it's a cool place. Oh my god, I really enjoy it. Like that was fun putting that that project together for sure. Yeah, so you have that place. You've got the one down on Gerard and Central. Mm-hmm. Where else are you guys at? So we've got oh. uh, two tap rooms in Las Cruces. Okay. Um, one's by the university and one's like on the north end of town at Telshore and I-25. And then um, we also launched another brand uh, almost a year ago back in April of 2019 called Restoration Pizza. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually a taproom of Bosky. It's a sister company, but it's all under the same license. So we have got five right now. And then I've got four that I'm opening right now as well. Two in Santa Fe and two here. How many can you have? So liquor licenses are kind of interesting in New Mexico. Like with what we have, we have um, uh, we have a package license and we have a dispenser license. Mm-hmm. With a a brewery license, you have a certain number. Is there a certain number of tap rooms that you can open under that each license? Yeah. So how many how many can you have? So you can you can have a tap room at the production facility wherever you're actually brewing beer. You can have a tap room there. Right. And then you can have three offsite licenses. So um, we could basically open tap rooms anywhere else that we're not actually brewing beer. So three of them. Mm-hmm. So you can have up to four per, you can have with the production facility, you can have up to four per license. Okay. All right. But we have other licenses out there as well. So sure. That's why we can open more. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm trying to think of what those, uh, ever since you talked about the, the big brewery, the Bosque brewery and Bernalillo, you guys have these fries. <laughs> of course he goes back to food and there's you dump something that's okay because i'm on the same wavelength the, the cheesy fries what do they call like that poutine yes oh yeah. poutine oh my yeah. gosh with the, with the cheese, gravy with the cheese curds and the oh, green chili gravy and all that, that. <laughs> i've been dreaming about it. it's been probably a year since i've been there and it's i think about it, it pops in my head every once in a while like i might just drive out there to get see this. i tried the actual poutine fries with the brown gravy yeah and it's like yeah so, yeah, you know, it's it's developed a lot over time. Like, if you get the the original, it's kind of like I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. now everybody's kind of putting their own spin on poutines and. Yeah, yeah. you've got to make make it New Mexican for sure. We had red chili duck poutine for a little while. Oh, wow. Oh. And we we got rid of that one on our menu because <laughs> food cost was so high. But yeah, we got green chili chicken poutine right now. We got another good fry option too. We've got some uh, fries that have a, a beer queso on top. Oh my god. With bacon and green chili. Oh. You could just get it. You know. One one each. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, man. Summer's almost here, you know? Yeah. Gosh, just lounging outside, drinking some nice craft beer. Got to work on that dad bod, man. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you put in all this work and then summer gets here and it's just like, whew. 
Yeah, dude, that's been me lately. I yeah. like uh, I kind of jacked my left shoulder. I was helping my brother-in-law bust up concrete and move it. Oh no! Last week with the uh, you too old to do stuff like that. Wheelbarrow and sledgehammer, bro. Oh, and uh, I did something to my left shoulder, and I was like, uh, I, I've been out of the gym for for probably a good three weeks now, yeah, at least. And uh, and right down the street, they just opened up a kamikaze you know kamikaze food truck oh yeah open to brick and mortar oh really and it's like oh man you, you guys sure you're just not sore no 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 sore? like I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, i talked to my physical therapist and, yeah yeah but um yeah that place right down the street man it's like i'm gonna get fat I'm yeah gonna, i'm gonna undo <laughs> i'm gonna undo this last seven months worth of work that i did just from the kamikaze food truck yeah exactly <laughs> man i still haven't eaten there i need to check that place i keep hearing about bro it. you have to go yeah it is so good it is so good. They had um last week their dessert special was Nutella strawberry egg rolls. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my oh gosh. Man. Yeah, yeah, that sounds so awesome. Good. Their food is so good. I would have thought that you've ate at every food truck, you know, you know, because that's the thing. Food trucks love breweries. Yeah. You know? They haven't well, been out there yet, huh? Well, we we you know, we've kind of gone a different way with we have kitchens at all of our places. Oh, okay. and so you can't really yeah. do food trucks. Yeah, I mean, you, you could, but it's kind of hard to like Yeah you know, do food trucks and your own food at the same time. And then, you know, just because we're doing a lot of stuff, like I don't I really don't get out that much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't get out to the different breweries very much. I've got my, my favorites and yeah, you know, if I'm going to, if I've got a night out, I'm not going to go like necessarily check out a whole bunch of new yeah. stuff. It's usually just going to places that are, that I, that I know with good friends and stuff. Yeah. You know? So when you guys started, how many types of beers did you initially brew for the launch of Bosky? I think it was probably around six. Six. Yeah. I mean, we we developed like a, a few recipes, you know, when we got into it, a lot of people get into brewing, you know, because they're home brewers and they, they love it for like the art and the craft of, of making all these different beers. And whenever we started, we always said, well, this is a manufacturing business. So we're going to get in and we're going to try to like repeat these recipes and still be artistic about it, but figure out how we can, how we can repeat it uh, yeah. every single time. So we really worked hard on just a few core recipes at the beginning yeah and um yeah went from there but i think we launched with i would say we launched with six what's your biggest seller that you guys have what's your most popular beer uh I is think, it the skosh no it's elephants on parade elephants is, yeah. is our is our big one right yeah, now. yeah you know what man we did um we actually uh uh founders did an event in knob hill where we uh we were the we picnicked our license oh cool and we had elephants uh as one of our taps and uh, we blew through it, blew, blew through a whole keg in like three hours. That's cool. It was crazy. It's funny because when we first we did that beer, John uh, John Buller is our brewer, and he uh, he put together this beer, and he's you know never really been like a big fan of fruit beers, and so he's like, but yeah, we'll make a make a fruit beer. So we we put it out, and this is back when we had our tap room on uh, Alameda, off of Alameda, and uh, we walked in the tap room, and one out of every two glasses was a pink beer. Yeah, and we were like. <laughs> what's going on here and it was everybody all walks of life you know in fact our our uh, logistics manager steve he's awesome he's like uh long gray ponytail like big burly dude used to be a bouncer at bird's tiki lounge back in the day just elephants that's that's his dream yeah, and i'm yeah. like yeah man that's awesome everybody <laughs> loves the elephants man yeah they yeah. do i fed it to people before they like don't know what to get i'm like just drink elephants on parade you'll like it yeah, yeah. that's true so. yeah it's a really easy it's a accessible beer you know i think a lot of people when they're not looking for, yeah, because you know everybody's talking about IPAs. Like IPAs are kind of like a really big, um, 
big market segment and then you have, you know, like sours and that kind of thing, but they're not really accessible to people that really don't know craft beer that well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's kind of like a nice, nice gateway in like, Oh, I got this beer. That's really refreshing. It's fruity. It's kind of different than what I'm used to drinking, but it's not like, you know, punching you in the face with hops or something. Do you guys make uh, any ciders? Yeah. 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 I like, I like a good cider every now and then or a sour, sour ciders are, are pretty good. It's you like guys did a porter time. once. I had it at Matanza. Oh, yeah? yeah, it was, uh, I think it might have been a vanilla porter. It was a couple of years ago. And uh, that was really good. Really, really good. Yeah. That was probably my favorite thing you guys had done. Some kind of porter. I don't know what it was. I don't remember which one. I'm a was. porter guy. Yeah. Porter. Was it Old Bosky Porter? I think so. So Old Bosky was one of the original uh, beers that we opened with. Okay. Um, but that was back whenever we were making it ourselves and John hadn't come on yet. So when John got into our uh into our organization he he took some of those old recipes and retooled them a little bit yeah and so we put old bosky porter out probably once a year and uh, that's every time it comes out i'm like yes yeah i'm not was, even that it big was definitely dark a beer. seasonal thing yeah so. yeah I'm not even i don't even drink dark beer that much but when it when that one's out i drink it all the time yeah that's good it's a heavy but it's good so have you noticed you know since there's been so many breweries opening up have you noticed it decline a little bit as far as business or has it gotten i mean people love you know when they find a brewery they they're, they're pretty loyal you know yeah. so have you found it to be where it's been stagnant what's what's it, what's it like out there right now business no, wise um business is still going is still going good and you know there's still growth happening and yeah. and um uh so there's a lot of room in new mexico for small like neighborhood style breweries, you yeah. know, like where you're, you're going to get the people that are in that neighborhood that are coming in and it's going to be a fantastic thing. Um, where it gets really, um, competitive and difficult is whenever it's, whenever you're getting into like larger production and, um, you know, multiple tap rooms and that sort of thing. So there's definitely competition out there. Um, it's kind of funny. We, we, I know, I know a guy that does a lot of like data analysis for us and, the, the truth is that a lot of people don't really go outside of their their favorite breweries that much. Yeah. They pretty much stick there. Maybe they'll go out to another one every now and again, but like the majority of their time is going to be spent at one one brewery. Yeah. You guys are like CrossFit gyms. Let's go back to that. Everybody's, everybody's faithful to their to their brewery. Exactly. We're exactly yeah. like CrossFit gyms. <laughs> we just throw kegs around all day. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah. No, that's it. It sounds like it would be, it'd be a lot of work, like you said. But uh, it, you know, do you see as far as like if you guys keep going the way you're going, how long is it going to take to reach those goals that you're looking at? You know, because you said you want to be the next. Uh, wanted wanted yeah, yeah i yeah. think i think my desires have changed over time like yeah. right now what i want to do is i want to like be a part of and run a, a company that's that's just successful profitable and you know kind of just continuing on doing a good thing in new mexico at this point right yeah. you know i don't really i, I don't really want to go outside of new mexico too much with with bosky necessarily because uh everything is so hyper local and I think that, you know, we have a good, a good opportunity to be a kind of like a, I don't know, just a really positive, um, story in New Mexico where right. New Mexico doesn't have a lot of like super positive stories. So we want to, we want to kind of, kind of contribute that way. So you guys don't have a plan to like expand regionally or anything or are you doing stuff regionally? Like, because <clears throat> the way we're tackling this podcast is, 
you know, the epicenter is Albuquerque, New Mexico, and we want it to grow out, you know, kind of organically. And what we're doing is we're focusing on New Mexico, obviously, first, Arizona, Texas, Colorado. Like, those are our three places that we're kind of looking at, like, hey, we're going to get, we're going to get, you know, produce a good product and have it start organically expanding throughout. Are you guys working on something like that? Or, or are you just not even concerned about selling outside of New Mexico at this point? I mean, so, so wholesale is kind of a smaller part of our business. I think it, it makes up about 25% of what we do. Um, and we, you know, we're definitely focusing on it, but the, the major focus for us right now is opening tap rooms and kind of like creating a big footprint in New Mexico. Mm. So we could go out of, out of state. Like we have gone into Southern Colorado. Um, but like, again, like I said, if you're really going to make a splash in another market, you have to have boots on the ground and you have to have like, um, you, ha- you just have to have somebody that, that can turn it into a kind of a local product. And that's a really difficult thing to do when everybody's just really focused on, what's being produced in their own state. So um, I don't, we're not putting like a huge push behind anything regional right now. And there's still a lot of ground to cover in New Mexico. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like right now the, the plans are let's finish doing what we, what we've got going on right now. And we we always evaluate opportunities as they come along. But yeah, um, I think it would be, I think being a, a brewery from New Mexico, going outside of New Mexico, um, with like a tap room or like a huge, um, um, wholesale push would be difficult in this environment. Yeah. Are there any churches that have tap rooms here in Albuquerque yet? There need to be. Because I know that there's, <coughs> I saw a couple stories pop up over the past couple of years of some breweries around the country that have put tap rooms in churches. That's cool. And they're just, they've blown up. I'm I sure. mean, just super successful. <laughs> yeah. You know? We need to we need to target that. You yeah, know? go go after those churches. I haven't heard of anybody doing yeah. that yet, but I mean, I've I've joked about it a bunch of times, but no, yeah, never 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 tried it. Yeah, it work at those young churches. You got to find those the 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 youths. You know, the, the youths. young the young the kids go after those. Are you, you saying know? we should target underage drinkers? Oh no, no I'm just That's kidding. No. <laughs> he means the young hip people. The, I know. Yeah, I'm just find those hipster Christians. You know, <laughs> they they love those tap rooms. You know, and the especially in the church. Somebody needs to yeah, write yeah. a song. They need to do a parody song of Sister Christian and call it Hipster Christian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're a musician, yeah. Jotham. You can pull that off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a try. Yeah, because yeah, I guess that would be that's the challenging part, right? Is is trying to figure out, you know, you know, marketing wise, you know, the next big thing, you know, what what promotions can we do, you know, how can we stay local, how can we get involved in the community, you know, so that that that's definitely that's fun, but it's you know that's the challenge. Yeah, we've been putting in a lot of time trying to figure out like what are the most um, strategic partnerships that we can that we can really kind of develop that will have the biggest impact. Yeah. Um, and so we talk about that pretty, pretty regularly. Um, one of the things is we're always just trying to outdo ourselves instead of like really trying to compete with other people. We just want to do like a better version of what we did last time. And then, you know, if we're, if we are going after a new trail or something, then we go after it and try to do it better than we did the last thing we did, which is kind of what we tried to do with restoration pizza. I don't know if you guys have, I haven't even tried it yet. Where's, where's it at here in town? So it's at the corner. It's uh, next to Cabela's. Okay. I-20, I-25 in Paseo. Okay. But um, one of the things that we really... Oh, I have been there. Oh, you have? Yes. Cool. I have. Yeah. I lo- loved that place. Yeah. Right on. Girlfriend and I went down there. It was really good. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that we've been trying to do there is we've developed a bunch of strategic partnerships with um, a lot of 
supported employment agencies that help people with disabilities um, find job placement. And so our goal is to always have at least 40% of our staff at Restoration Pizza, um, people that are coming from supported employment agencies that, you know, don't really have the same opportunities for work that um, um, other people do. And it's been really cool to kind of just have like an integrated work environment. And one of the things that happened at the very beginning was that um, this is sad, but a lot of the people that were applying were applying for only dishwasher positions because that's the only dish, the only position that they thought was available. And so we did these uh, job assessments when we first got started and we have people with disabilities like on all ends of the spectrum as servers and pizza cooks and dishwashers and floaters and they're just all over the place. And it's just, it's been so fun to get to know all these individuals that I never would have met before yeah. as, as a, as a result. And, you know, just kind of watching the whole work environment kind of play out is fun. Was that kind of the plan when you developed the, the concept for the, for the pizza place in the name as well? Because yes. I mean, restoration is like you're helping restore people to, to lives. And is that, is that kind of the, the thought? Exactly. So it was a partnership with a, a friend of ours that we had known for a long time. And he was really successful in uh, Arkansas, um, starting a chapter of a program called Project Search. And it was basically on the job training for people with disabilities where they um, were, you know, basically taught a lot of different job skills and then um, um, integrated into the the work environment and other in other places. And one of the most successful things that he launched was a pizza um, initiative where he was training people to make pizzas uh, at a different restaurant. And so he, he came to us and was like, Hey, I want to just talk about some business ideas. Um, these are the things that I want to do. And we were kind of like, well, you're going to be writing grants and you're going to be doing all this stuff for a long time. It's going to take forever to launch. We have access to market. Why don't we just partner, kind of com- partner and yeah. combine this? So we started talking it out and it started making sense. And, um, it ended up being a much bigger project than we thought it would be, but that was always the goal ahead of time is to say, like, let's, let's develop a, an integrated environment where, you know, people from all different walks of life, no matter whether they're disabled or not, are all working together and yeah. sharing the same space. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Man. How's the pizza? That's good. I love it. It's really good. Yeah. I haven't even yeah. tried it yet. I'm going to go try it. I love yeah. pizza. I like it's the getting better and better. down there too. You know, it's a, it's a great, it's a great place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. did a good job. We got a corned beef and, uh, what calling it? Corned beef and cabbage, um, pizza, pizza for the, oh our gosh. pizza of the month right now. Wow. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. It's ridiculous. I love corned beef. And yeah. Too. There was another pizza. It's, oh, jo- it's a Reuben, a Reuben pizza. Ooh, a yeah. Reuben pizza. Yeah, yeah. For, oh, okay. St. Patty's Day. So yeah. corned beef and cabbage yeah. and mm-hmm. interesting. Sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That sounds really good. You got to slice some, some potatoes on that too. You should probably uh, take a Prilosec before you eat it though. Like you will get heartburn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Man. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So what's the next project for you guys? You're going to open up a tap room up like around one of the ski areas, like Santa Fe, Taos, something like that. Is that. So I'm, I'm working on two right now in Santa Fe. There's going to be one at market station where uh, violet crown is. Yep. Um, so we're opening a tap room there. Probably it, we should be opening that one in May. And then um, there's going to be another one in Santa Fe, South Cerrillos, right next to the new Dion's Pizza mm-hmm. over there by the Walmart. And um, we actually got a chance to partner with Dion's a little bit. And so we're going to be able to, that one's just going to be a beer bar. We're not going to do any of our own food. And so people can order Dion's Pizza at our tap room oh, wow. and then it'll get brought over Jeez. for them. So that'll, awesome. be, that'll be kind of cool. Yeah. And then we got two more in Albuquerque <clears throat> that are coming up. Uh, one on the west side at St. Joe's and Coors. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a, a 
brewing facility. Again, that'll actually be a brewery. Oh, and that new little development right there? Yeah, where like the Panera and Starbucks. Yeah, yeah right Yeah. There. So it'll be behind that. Okay. And um, just make sure you have plenty of parking. Tons of parking. Good. Yeah. It's going to be huge. There's going to be like a almost 10,000 square foot outdoor space. Oh, that's nice. It's going to be like games and I mean we're gonna have two bocce ball courts and that kind of stuff so That's it'll be a like a really too. Yeah. yeah really great kind of like we, we want to make it like a, a backyard you know want it to be like somebody's badass backyard that you yeah like, man i wish it was my backyard the destination <laughs> right? yeah i can't believe how how big the west side has grown it's just huge crazy and there's just so much stuff going on yeah right yeah they're putting in i heard they're putting in 150,000 square foot five-story IMAX theater right there as well. Wow. Are they really? That's what I heard. I wonder if it's an actual IMAX. Yeah. Or is it the ones we have, you know? Because we have the fake IMAX over here. Oh, really? It's the, it's the, yeah. Yeah. It's the FIMAX. Yeah. Everybody was just like, it's not an IMAX. When they but the Natural in. History Museum has an actual IMAX right. theater down there. But yeah. I mean, they don't really show movies. They show like all the, Yeah. I mean, it's cool, but it's, you know, you can't yeah. go see John Wick on one of those <laughs> down at the Natural History Museum. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. And we got one more going in on the east side also at uh, uh, Spain and Eubank. Oh, nice. The old Godfather's Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. We're adding on to that and re- gutting the building. And that and place. Redoing a bunch of uh, stuff. Hopefully. Doesn't that place seem like it's cursed? No, no, no. How many that's, things that, have been there? That's a good little shopping center for No, it's great. But how many businesses have actually been in that location? I'm like. Uh, there's never been, wasn't there very long yeah there's never been like a bar though like a tap room or a bar or anything like yeah. that it's always been like a pizza joint or something else and because it was godfather's for a long time i'll tell you this it's gonna be killer there's yeah. gonna be a rooftop patio awesome. it's it, it'll it'll do all right yeah no that's a great location <laughs> Are you kidding me? that's that's i love that location dex is shitting on your idea already <laughs> Josh is like we got it bro you know well, you gotta be shitting on my idea okay. man you know how there's like uh there's locations uh, uh what was it it's the nashville hot chicken place right now over on eubank Ooh. everybody loves that place i haven't dude. been there yet but how many things keep a, rotating a lot and, out of and you know what you know, it's so <laughs> funny you brought that up because i was just working with some you remember uh the kelly's matt and Kristen kelly did you ever meet them so we were they bought a house and uh and he just kept talking about the Nashville hot chicken the whole time. Yeah. Like, he's like, you got to go try this place. And I'm like, it's close to me. I will. Yeah. They had a crepes place there. And I'm like, every time I drive by, I'd be like, I got to go there. And I never, I never go there. Crepes is more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crepes is just kind of, it's one of those things. It's like, you have to be in the mood. Like everybody always wants to eat chicken. Yeah. Everybody always wants to eat chicken. And those chicken sandwiches are huge. I got one the other night. We, we got some and went over to Marble uh, uh, East Side. Yeah. Brought them in. And the sandwich was, I mean, it was. Yeah. It was so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the striped afterwards. biscuit company when you get there. Ooh, have you been there? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good Dude, place, man. They have their biscuits are like the size of cow patties, man. Yeah, They're huge. Those, those places are popping up everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there's actually one they uh, they bought this gas station right down the street from my house here. Oh, really? And they're turning it into because uh, they do biscuits and burritos. Yeah, and so this is going to be one of their drive-through burrito huh. joints. Nice. Yeah, no, that place is killing me, man. All this stuff coming around me, I'm telling you, I'm going to have to start doing two days at the gym or something. <laughs> Seriously. How are we supposed to be moderate? You know, like if I know, man. all this good food. Kamikaze <laughs> food kitchen, Stripes Burrito, B2B. Oh, Next thing you know, you're going to open up a, a brewery like down the street from my house. And well, Since we're talking about good food, have you guys tried Dia de los Tacos? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, my gosh. That? It's a food truck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the guys, but I've I, I ate there when before they moved to California, and then I started eating there again when they came back. Fried avocado tacos, brisket oh, tacos. Yeah, they've got fries that have like all these different all these toppings on them. I'm like, I'll yeah. just have a burger, a f- 
thing of fries <laughs> and maybe three tacos also. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Wash it down with a few beers. Yeah. Oh. The B two B place over here, the new one that they opened, it's just uh, it's a taco joint. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. They're just doing that all one taco. uptown. No, the one right over here off of uh, Comanche, Wyoming. Oh wow! So they, they just opened, huh? Yeah, they, they just opened. It's is it uh, good? Uh, yeah, the yeah, taco up one of the uptown. We go there all the time. You know, you Love know who has stuff. awesome tacos is Pokey Pokey. Oh. Yeah, Pokey Pokey's good. Out of control. They just the bowls in general. There, yeah. that's a good Pokey yeah. Pokey place. But yeah. they've got the they do the corn tortillas with the cheese melted inside, yeah. and then that's their taco shell. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, yeah. yeah. Kamikaze did something. We uh, we had dinner there the other night. Sarah and I went out with a, a friend of hers from work and her boyfriend, and uh, he got the taco that was fried. And it was basically like a fried cheese taco. Like the shell was fried cheese wow. and all the stuff was in there. Uh-huh. Ridiculous. Yeah. The stuff that they have is just ridiculous. Okay. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I, so I guess I know where I'm going for lunch. Dude, you got to try kamikaze. <laughs> so good. If you guys haven't tried kamikaze, you need to go. I actually asked him, I was like, hey, can we come record a podcast over here? And he's like, yeah, bro. He's like, I'll just block off the upstairs and you guys can have the whole upstairs. Oh, that's cool. Do whatever you want. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. A lot of great places. Uh, the Sawmill opened downtown. Uh, is it called the Sawmill? Oh, that indoor market? Yeah, thing? over by... Uh, I, haven't che- I haven't checked that out yet. Yeah, I think uh, they're having their grand opening, I think, on the 14th, but it's open now. And uh, I've been waiting for that to uh, to open up. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. That that area down there is, is seems like it's booming pretty good, too. Yeah. Whenever yeah. we go to different conferences around the country, like a lot of times we'll we'll uh, check out like the local markets. Like we went to Philadelphia, went to the what is it called, the Reading Market, yeah. and it's just all the you know the different vendors in there, and um, but it's all open, kind of like open to the public. And then uh, where was the other one? Oh, in Denver they have that place called the Source. Yeah. Yeah. So is that kind oh, of? Oh yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, that yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like mm-hmm. like that yep. shared uh, that shared food space. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, over this the sawmills over at hotel over by hotel, hotel Chaco. Chaco. Yeah, yeah. I have to check that out. That sounds yeah, yeah. Sounds cool. They're gonna open another one of those uh, same idea across the street from uh, Presbyterian. Okay, on Central. Yeah, another. Oh yeah, another. That place is being open market right and all that. And Greenleaf, they're doing another one of those. Uh, green jeans is what is it? Green. Jeans? Oh yeah, green jeans. Green yeah. jeans That's over down on Alameda. Alameda. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're calling that one Tin Can Alley. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Storage containers, man. Who, yeah. Who to thunk? Yeah, they're fun. That's who cool. To thunk? cool little hang all right yeah well, thanks for coming in yeah man. yeah, yeah of course thank you for having us yeah, yeah. or me we appreciate it <laughs> I'm, I'm multiple people apparently so <laughs> you know if you ever need like another strategic partner i'm saying you know we're uh we don't have a beer sponsor yet okay we, we got a motorcycle sponsor we got a fitness uh we got a nutrition place mortgage yeah. place we got marijuana we got a medical marijuana joint yeah. okay yeah no, we don't we need have a beer, beer sponsor we need yet. a beer sponsor all right we love your beer We'll have to talk about it. Yeah. We'll All, right. It. All right. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Jotham. I'm just Boston glad Bird. I don't make those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Jotham. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for guys. coming in. All right. That's all we got. There ain't no more. Time is tight. It's the end of the show. Have you been thinking of a career in the fire service? Don't know where to start? You can check out Vulcan Fitness. I've been a part of Vulcan Fitness now. I'm going into my second uh, Vulcan program. First, uh, first one was eight weeks. Uh, just launched into my second one, and I'm looking to become a firefighter, and that's exactly what Vulcan Fitness is all about. It prepares you to be a firefighter and EMT. Uh, the fire service it requires high levels for physical fitness, mental fortitude on a daily basis, and Vulcan Fitness has developed a program to prepare you mentally, nutritionally, and physically for what it takes to be successful. 
their 10-week program covers an academic portion which contains exam prep, studying tactics, interview practice, and portfolio enrichment, and a fitness and nutrition portion which helps with physical deficiencies and nutrition education geared to help you to reach your goal. So you can check out the... <clears throat> You can check them out right now on Instagram at hashtag I am Vulcan fit. That's on Instagram at hashtag I am Vulcan fit and their website at VulcanAthlete.com. That's VulcanAthlete.com. 